good morning, church. It was a little awkward, but that's all right. Everybody want to stay in this morning? Lord, we thank you so much for today. God, we just come before you to worship you, to praise you. Lord, to exalt your name for all the things that you're doing and that you're going to do. Lord, we just worship you this morning. In Jesus' name. Sing it out. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. We'll shout out your praise. the God who heals. We worship the God who saves. We worship the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up on that cross. He rose up from that grave. Our God still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out of your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out of your praise. We were the beggars. And now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. And now we're running free. We were forgiven, accepted, redeemed by his grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We were forgiven, accepted, Redeemed by his grace, let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out of your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God will shout out of your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out of your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We'll shout out of your praise. Oh, oh, oh. We'll shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. We'll shout out
God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the same thing for me, for me, for me. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. And how I need you now. I'm standing on your faithfulness, on your faithfulness. I'm calling on the God of Mary, whose favor rests upon the lowly. I know with you all things are possible. I'm calling on the God of David, who made a shepherd boy courageous. I may not face Goliath, but I've got my own giants. Oh God, my God, I need you. You are 
the same God. You moved in power then. You're moving power now. You are the same God. You are the same God. You were a healer then. You are a healer now. You are the same God. You are the same God. You were a savior then. You are a savior now. You are the same God. You are the same God. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. For a corrupt ages, I'm standing on your just spend the moment and just be desperate for Jesus. The song, God, I need you. Lord, I need you more today than yesterday, God. Come on, church. Can we just begin to worship him? Lord, we're desperate for you, God. We need a touch from you. Lord, more of you.
in this moment, God, just come and change our hearts. Lord, Lord, like the woman with the issue of blood who touched the hem of your garment, God. I'm desperate for change in my life, God. I'm desperate for you, Lord, afresh. Lord, a renewing. Lord, we need you. In 1 Corinthians, Jesus is having the Lord's Supper with the disciples, and this is where we partake in communion or we get communion from. You know, and he goes through and he tells us the, you know, the, um, importance of it and that we should remember it and and it's you know the night that he's betrayed but he tells us the need of remembrance in it and and I know we're partaking communion and it's such a sacred moment between us and Jesus But I think he wants us to remember not only the sacrifice he made, but the need we need that we have for him. The sacrificial lamb that came and without him, there's no remissions of sin. You guys, there's no, without the blood of Jesus, there's no remission of sins. It's like that old song says, it washes us white as snow. Without him, we'd be in a very, very dark place. We needed him. We needed him. We needed a savior. And so God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. For you, for me, for our neighbors, for all those that we walk into on a day-to-day basis, for all those that we'll eat lunch with here in a minute. He sent them for us. He sent him. And I just want to remember that this morning. Will y'all do that with me? I want to remember what Jesus did for us because it wasn't something that was just like hey I came for a visit to grace you with my presence so that you can see me the Messiah has come it wasn't like that no he came and he was beaten he was mocked he was bruised his body was ripped apart he died a gruesome death for you and I so that we could live so that we could be in communion with him so that he could love us in a new way one that was with proximity that we didn't have to wait on someone else to go once a year to to do all those things for us we could come and pray with him now so let's just pray And let's just begin to thank him here in a minute. I'm going to pray. Then I'm going to ask you to come get the elements. We're going to read some scripture. And we're going to read what that night looked like. We're going to partake of the bread and the body together. Here at the Crossing Church, we have open communion. So that means that you do not have to be a member of this church to take communion. But Paul writing in scripture, he urges us to check our heart. He says, don't partake of this. When he's writing in 1 Corinthians about the Lord's Supper and and, and all that, he says, don't partake of this if your heart's not right. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray and we're going to reflect on what God did for you and I, and we're going to get our heart right going to get our heart right. We're going to begin to focus on and remember 
when that blood touched us, when that blood washed me, when that blood washed you. And I just want you to begin to thank Jesus for that. I want you to begin to reflect on him. And then as soon as we pray, I want you all to come get the elements and then we'll take them together and we'll go, I'll pray over, we'll have someone pray over the bread and over the blood, okay? Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we get to love on you this morning, that we get to lift our praises to you, God, glorify you, God. I pray, Lord, right now that as we remember, Father, as we remember what you did for us on Calvary, God, Lord, as we remember, Lord, the, the brokenness you had to go through, God, the mocking, the shame, the things that we should have had to go through, but you took for us. Lord, thank you that we don't have to live in those anymore. Lord, that I don't have to walk in shame. I don't have to walk in guilt. I don't have to walk in my sin because you defeated it that day. Lord, thank you for your blood that was spilled for me. That washes me, Lord. That purifies me, God. You are holy. Thank you, Lord, that we can enter into the presence, Lord, that the veil was torn. And so I have communion with you today. Lord, that I have unity with you and your spirit, God. Bless this moment, God. Be honored in this moment. Be lifted, be exalted in this moment. May people see you. May people realize the sacrifice you made in this moment as we remember. In Jesus' name, amen. So church, if you will come up and grab the elements and then go back to your seat, um, you can gather with your family. We're going to take it together, but you can um, kind of gather with your family and we'll all partake together. stand with me as we partake communion. It says, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Harrison, will you pray over the bread for us, buddy? Lord, thank you for your body give up and willing to sacrifice. We are so thankful, Lord, that you were willing and that you did it for us because you have so much love for us because we are your children. We are so thankful, God, that you were willing to sacrifice your body, Lord. And Lord, thank you for that love, the eternal love that is never ending. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. in the same way he also took the cup after the supper saying this is this cup is my new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again Cohen will you pray for the cup
Amen, amen. Lord, we worship you. Come on, church. Let's begin to tell him thank you. Let's begin to worship him. Let's begin to exalt him this morning. Father, you are worthy of every praise I could ever bring. We're fixing to sing that song, that chorus, just for a moment. The, oh God, oh God, I need you. Lord, I need you. Let there never be a day that goes by where I don't realize the need of a Savior in my life. Lord, let there never be a day that goes by that I don't come to the altar of Jesus. And I don't pray, Lord, and I don't, I don't lay my life at your feet, God. Because, Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't do it on my own. I can't, I can't, I can't go through this world, Lord, alone. And your word says that you will never leave me or forsake me. So in this moment, Lord, as we worship you, as we, as we meet you in your presence, God, have your way. Oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh, God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh, rock, oh, rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your faithfulness. Oh, God, my God, I need you. Oh, God, my God, I need you. Ten thousand. 
mindlessly serving some more imagination, but we have a connection to the one true living God, and we thank you for that. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. My boss is terrible, period. I gotta punctuate it. I said I loved your shirt, but behind your back I said I Strike me down if I let me know we'll be around when my tongue's untied. Every pie says it's okay. All the little things I say with my big fat mouth. So truth time, can anybody relate to that? Just me. Amen. We're in the middle of our series called My Big Fat Mouth. We want to welcome you to The Crossing. We're so glad you're with us here today. We're excited about what God is doing. We know that God has incredible plans set before us and incredible things that's already happened. I can't wait to begin to even share all the things as we unfold over the next few weeks, even after 
after we get out of uh, some of the vacation time, I have a series. I actually just came, if you're wondering, some of you that were here early where I was, I literally was at True Light. Um, Pastor Suresh, they are in India at this time, so I was actually preaching there before we came here, which is one of our church plants, and we're so excited to see what God is doing in their lives and their church, and we're just excited for God and His plan. Um, today, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to be in Proverbs, quite different places, several different places. If you just want to open to Proverbs, if you have your um, your phone, you'd like to go to the YouVersion app, you can click the Events tab and you'll see the Crossing Church there and you'll have all the um, notes there for you. We're in this series talking about my big fat mouth, which I can tell you I have learned things the hard way with my mouth over the years. But the truth is, if we're all being honest, we've had those moments in life, those times where you said something that you wish you wouldn't have said. You know, the time where your mouth got ahead of your brain. The filter didn't catch it. You said it, and you're like, oh. And then we come back with, I didn't mean that. But the truth is, well, it came out of our heart. Therefore, out of the Bible says in Matthew 12, 34, that out of the heart the mouth speaks. Really what we're saying is, I'm so sorry I didn't have time to filter that. And the truth is, when we, when we look at this, it's something that all of us deal with. No one's really exempt. Now, based on personality, it might be easier for some of you because you don't say it. But the, if you've lived life long enough for any time at all, to someone, more likely even to someone you love, you've said something that you regret. Now, what we've been walking through is looking at this and saying, okay, how do we handle this? What does the Word of God give us for some of these situations that we face? So in the first week, we deal with the issue of lying and the danger of lying and why it's so critical in our lives as followers of Christ to live a life of honesty. And we walk through some of those traps the enemy sets. The second week, last week, we talked about complaining, the trap of complaining, and how oftentimes we get caught up in that, and we looked at the questions that we can ask ourselves when we find ourselves in that situation. And today, we're going to look at another critical element. And one that we often don't like to talk about because let's just be real. Like, I don't want to talk about that. And you ready for this? It's the word gossip. Gossip. So we're like, mm, can, we, can we go to the next one, right? You know, because we, we don't want to talk about it. We're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. We're going to dive into this today and look at this scripturally and see what the word of God gives us in understanding how we, as a follower of Christ, should respond. Now, the Hebrew word gossip, literally in the Old Testament, is defined as one who reveals secrets or one who goes about as a talebearer and a scoundrel or a monger. Okay, it's like not the greatest words of definition. Definitions, right? It's not like building you up. That's how it defines a gossip. Another way to think of it is a gossiper is a person who has privileged information about people who proceeds to reveal it to those who have no business knowing it. Woo, how are we feeling today? Yeah, because this is what it's talking about. Now, I believe it's important before we dig into some of the dangers of gossiping to really understand, distinguish two different um, informations of ways to share information. There's two ways, two reasons for say that it comes out. The first is intent. When you're looking at information, it's intent. And it's the goal of building themselves up by making others look bad and exalting themselves as something special. So when you see this, if this is there's intent, wrongful intent behind it, you can know it's not good. The second way we can distinguish it is the type of information that is shared. What are we sharing? Is it faults? Is it failings of others? Or is it to reveal potentially embarrassing or shameful things? Because if that's what it is, without their approval, if we're sharing things without their approval, then we can understand that's moving down a path that is not good. It's not healthy. So knowing that, we look at this sometimes. We're like, well, you know, often we may not even mean harm with it. But the truth is, if there is wrongful intent or if the type of information that is shared is hurtful and wrong, then we have to take a look back and realize that that is defined as gossip. So I know the new term in dealing with my child, Gracie would always tell this, like, spill the tea. So some of you young folks out there say, spill the tea. I want the tea today. What's the tea? That's another way of saying Give me the inside scoop. Some of us in our generation, right? What's the inside scoop? Spill the tea. Another word could also be 
gossip. Now, I know it's different with kids at times, sometimes, because when you talk about keeping secrets, there's nothing easy for a kid to keep secret. I was one of those kids that could not keep a secret. If they wanted it not to be told, then don't tell me, because I would tell it. You know, it's like, hey, if you shared it, I figure like it's free information. Like Christmas time, I was the one they hid everything from, because I would just let everybody know what their gifts are. Why should you need a surprise? I'll surprise you, right? I remember one time my dad, you know, my mom, she, we, we bought him a, a little pocket knife, one of those old-timer pocket knives, and mom told me, like, do not, you have to promise me you won't tell him. I said, I promise I won't tell, mom, I promise. And so, you know what, we went to her, and, and I, we bought this, and so I went to dad, and I remember going up to him, and I said, hey, dad. He's like, yeah. I said, how do you like your pocket knife? Good. I said, I bet it's old and wore out, isn't it? Sure. I said, okay, that's all I wanted to know, just checking. Of course, instantly he knew he was getting a pocket knife, to which my mom comes to me. He's like, why did you tell him? I didn't say a word. I just wanted to see what his pocket knife was like and if he liked it. You know, because in, as kids, we often don't process that and understand the meaning of keeping proper, proper information. I, can, I, I laugh now. I said, I realize the older you get, you get better with privileged information. You know why? I get older and I forget. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, didn't you remember? We, I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, you told me. So I was like, I'm really good at it now because I can't remember it. But, you know, we all go through these seasons where we, we feel these situations. But what we don't understand oftentimes is the danger of gossip. And we think of it and we disguise it and we try to walk through it. And we're going to talk through some of that here in just a moment. But the first one I want to look at is this. I'm going to talk about three dangers of gossip. And the first one is this, is that gossip reveals the condition of your heart and damages the heart of the individual you spoke about. Think about that. It reveals the condition of your heart and it damages the individual you spoke about. Now remember what we said, Matthew 12, 34, right? Out of your heart, the mouth speaks. So if something is coming out with wrong intent, if something is coming out that is harmful and hurtful, that tells you what? There's something going on inside here we need to be concerned about. Because it reveals the condition of your heart and what should be coming out of our heart. Ephesians 4.29 says it like this. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, only such that is good and building up as it fits for the occasion. That it may give grace to those who hear. Now, if you've been in church long enough, we have learned how to disguise gossip. We know how to do it. Here's one of the most famous ones, right? I just want to let people know so they can pray for them. Yeah, you heard that one? I'm just sharing so they can pray. Well, let's process that for a moment. Um, first of all, does God need us to share anybody's information? No. Do we have permission to share it? No. And on top of that, do you really think that God needs us to repeat it because God doesn't know what's happening? Right? I mean, I'm pretty sure God knows all. He sees our hearts and conditions. He knows everything. But yet we disguise it, don't we? Or here's another way we disguise it. We'll say, well, it's okay to talk about as long as it's true. Right? Ever heard that one? Ever used that one? Yeah, don't raise your hand there. You know, it's like we've said things like, you know, well, it's true. I'm not speaking anything. It's just true. And I wouldn't say anything that I wouldn't say to them. Are you sure? Because it comes back to the understanding of intent and also what type of information are we sharing. Proverbs 16, 28 says it like this. It says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip separates the best of friends. Wow. Pretty powerful, isn't it? It's saying if you are going with the wrong intent... Guess what? You're planting seeds of strife. So you need to ask yourself, if you're going to share something, what is the intent of what you're sharing? What is your intent? And why would you share this information? Why would you share it? Is it harmful? Is it helpful? What is the purpose behind it? Because the reality is, all of us in our underlying have to battle the idea of an unhealthy desire to look better and be better. It's the same reason. I tell my kids all the time. The kids that will badmouth you, the kids that will make fun of you, the kids that will belittle you are the kids that are hurting the most. Because they're the ones that have to belittle you to make themselves feel better. 
This also applies in gossip. If we say things to bring someone else down in order to lift ourselves up, that should be a warning sign to us that it's revealing the condition of our heart, but it's also hurting the individual that we're speaking about. Think of it like this. Gossip says, I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel says, I am weak because he is strong. Think about that. Gossip says, I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel says, I am weak because he is strong. The second danger we see is that gossip sets a trap for the listener. It sets a trap. Now, we've all been there. When somebody comes, hey, I want to spill the tea. Hey, I want to give you the inside scoop. I want to tell you something. And you know what? It's, it's energized. Like, ooh, I got the inside. I want to know what it is. But instead of being energized, we should have a red flag. Wait, 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 wait. What are you sharing? Why are you wanting to share this with me? Because we have to recognize that is a trap that the enemy wants to set. Did you realize that? The enemy wants you to get sucked into it and caught up in it. And it's a tool that he uses to get you sucked into that danger and to harm you. How do we see that? Look at Proverbs 17, verse 4. It says, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Ugh, right? Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Hmm, that's not real gray, is it? It's black and white. It's defining you as a wrongdoer or a liar. Not two things I want to identify with, right? But yet it's telling us this. Why? Because it's giving us wisdom and knowledge and understanding that that is not how we want to act. That's not how we should respond. Think of it like this. There's the age-old principle that's like this. Just kind of some of those solid principles. It's like this. What you permit, you promote. Did you catch that? What you permit, you promote. If you're willing to listen to it, by the very fact that you're willing to listen to it, you're giving them energy. You're giving them assurance. You're giving them the ability to say, hey, I concur. I'm okay. I believe with what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? And it's dangerous. It is so dangerous. Think about this. If they're willing to share other secrets, how many of you know they're also willing to share yours? True? Or facts, as you youngs like facts, true. It's true, isn't it? The reality is what? If they're going to share your story, they're going to share, if they're going to share other stories, they're going to share your story. Once they stop talking to you, they'll start talking about you. Yeah, that's just how it rolls. That's just how it is. Why? Because they are trapped. And that's how the enemy does it. They're trapped, so he's wanting to you to get trapped. So he's saying, hey, I'm going to set this trap. I'm going to tell you some inside information. And all of a sudden, you're going to feel good about yourself because you know something others don't know. But the reality is you're setting yourself up for failure because it's a trap of the enemy. If someone wants to share something with you, you must make a decision right then and there how you're going to respond. And today, I want you to choose to guard your ears. Make a choice to guard your ears. You want to know how to stop gossip? It's real simple. Two questions. Are you ready? Ask them this. Why are you telling me this? Man, that will boop. What do you mean? Like you just, you rained on my parade. I had some inside information. When you ask them, why are you telling me this? It automatically stops what? The intent. It's saying, is your intent to bring harm? Is your intent to hurt them? Why are you telling me this? The second question you can ask them this. Have you spoken with this person about it? Ooh, you talk about pouring some water on it. They're going to be like, huh. Well, I ain't going to talk to you. I ain't telling you nothing. It's like, okay, that's good because I'm not falling in to your trap, right? Because... 
what do we do? It's a trap set by the enemy. Why do we know that? Look at Matthew 18, 15. It says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. It gives us direct instruction. If you know that there is a sin against you, go and make it right. If you know there's some, don't sit there and spread false or even not sometimes false, but true damaging information. Because if you're not willing to let go and forgive them, how can we ask God to forgive us of our sins? Because we are sinners as well. We mess up, but God his grace comes to us and we can ask him and he forgives us of our sin. That's how his word speaks to us and tells us. But let me tell you something. If that doesn't phase them, if you ask those two questions and it doesn't even stop them, you may need to stop hanging out with that person because that is dangerous ground. What does that come from? Proverbs 20, 19. Look what it says. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. It literally makes it very clear, doesn't it? It says, don't hang around with them. Why? Because it's going to bring danger to you. It's going to cause you to be trapped by the enemy. The third form of gossip, the third danger of gossip is this, that gossip destroys the reputation of the speaker. Those, if, if you're the one sharing it, it destroys your reputation. Proverbs 25, 9 through 10 says it like this. When arguing with your neighbor... Don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never, what does that say? Regain your good reputation. Some of you are looking at me going, I know some, your names are popping through your head. You're like trying to push them out. Stop, 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 you know. Because that name pops in and they have a bad reputation with you, don't they? Why? Because of this. And you recognize this is what the enemy wants to trap you with. He wants you to become ensnared in this. And before you know it, because you know what? He doesn't stop with gossip. He's going to eat away at you until he can completely destroy your life. That's First Peter 5 verse 8. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's his goal. That's his plan. But oftentimes, especially even within the church, we can disguise it as, wow, it's no big deal. I'm just doing it to pray. It's not okay. It is a dangerous, dangerous tool by the enemy. And with our mouths, we have to be conscious and aware of the tricks and the, the tactics that the enemy is using. Talking badly about someone else when they're not around. I love this quote. It says, talking badly about someone else when they're not around says more about you than the person you're talking about. Think about that. Talking badly about someone else when they're not around says more about you than the person that you're talking about. Wow, it's true, isn't it? So when we look at this, what is the best way to deal with gossip? This isn't rocket science, is it? Nothing I've said is like, wow, it's principle, it's truth. If you want to deal with gossip, close your mouth and speak life, not death. Did you hear what I said? Close your mouth and choose to speak life and not death. And you're like, well, that was kind of harsh. Well, let me just read what the Bible says. Proverbs 21, 23. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. If you didn't, I thought close your mouth was a lot nicer. It says, shut your mouth and you'll stay out of trouble. Eesh. Okay, how about speak life and not death? Let's go to Proverbs 16, 21. It says this, a tongue can bring life or death. Death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. How's that for you? Wow. I mean, this is God's word. Why is it there? Because the truth is, our mouths get us in trouble more than we're willing to admit. Let's be honest. If you're an extrovert, <laughs> you can really relate. Introverts say, no, I'm good. But you know what? Oftentimes, introverted, you tend to say it to who? The people you love the most. Our mouths are dangerous. 
in James, the book of James, it says that the small, simple spark of our tongue is like a forest, like it literally set a forest on fire. It tells us that it's like a rudder that can literally direct the ship. It's the power of the tongue. We are representatives of Christ. We are called to be light in a dark world. Therefore, we must choose to be different. Amen? We have to live different. Now, we're human. <laughs> we say things. That's why we need to be taught this and reminded this through the word of God. That this isn't his plan. That God's design for us is to close our mouth and speak life, not death. How many of you had your mama tell you, if you ain't got something good to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah? Y'all said that? Y'all heard that? How many of you repeated that to your kids? Come on now. You know you have. We're going, hey, I, I'm not sure. Is that scripture? Absolutely. It's Proverbs 18, 21. We just read it. Scripture by mama. But we've heard it. And it's true. We cannot allow the dangers of gossip to have a foothold in our life. Why? Because they're going to trap us. They're going to put us in position that the enemy wants to destroy us. And that's not God's plan. So this morning, I want to speak life to you. That you know what? You are a child of God. You have a relationship with the most amazing one true living God. I love the statement said that you may be the only Jesus that some people ever see. You may be the only Bible that some people ever read. So let me ask you, what are they seeing and what are they reading? Are they seeing a life that reflects the attitude of Christ that we talked about a couple weeks ago in Philippians chapter 2? Are they seeing the word of God lived out in them where you are light in a dark world? Because that's what we're called to be. That's how we're called to live. And so my challenge to you this morning is to look, understand the dangers of gossip. Don't let them affect you. Don't get caught up in the traps the enemy wants to set. Whether you're the speaker or you're the listener. Say, you know what, I'm going to choose to live a life that honors God. And I'm going to close my mouth and I'm going to speak life and not death. I want you to close your eyes and reflect on that this morning. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, we never want to close this service without giving you the opportunity to accept him. And if you're joining with us today and you do not know him, or maybe you've accepted him at one point in your life, but you've walked away. And today you, you know that you, you need to rededicate your life to him. You want to come back to knowledge with him. With no one looking around, we're not going to embarrass you or call you out. But if that's you today, and you're saying, hey, you know what? I want to commit my life, or I want to recommit my life to Christ. I want to pray with you right where you're sitting. Together in prayer to not single anyone out. But if you made that decision this morning, as we pray this together as a corporate body, would you simply make this your personal prayer? Let's all join together and say, dear Jesus, I come to you today. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died for me and rose again for me. And now today, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says that all of heaven's rejoicing. Would you rejoice with them today? a chance to connect card would you let us know that you you made that commitment so we can walk with you in that journey and see what God and want to help you with that process so you can grow and develop in him but as we close today I just want to sing a little song this little light of mine there's your heads up you ready for that man he's so good he's instant in season and out um, I didn't have time this morning to tell you because I wasn't even here but uh, anyway um, <clears throat> would you stand with me I want to sing this song. It's just a little reminder to us that, you know what? 
Our light, our attitude, our mouth reflects Christ. And if you're with me here today, you're saying, hey, I know that that's been me sometimes. Let, as we sing it, let it remind you, hey, you know what? I'm going to choose to let my light shine. So ready? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We'll sing it now. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Sing it again. This little light. Hey, this little light of mine. Oh, I'm going to let it shine. Sing it out now. This little light of mine. Oh, I'm going to let it shine. Yes, this little light of mine. Hey, you remember this? And now won't let Satan blow it. I'm gonna let it shine. No, 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 won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. I won't let, won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it sing it one more time. This little light, sing it out to him. Sing now. This little light of mine. I'm gonna. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, glory now, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise today. All right. Well, you guys can be seated for a quick second. If we could have our, if you'll take your phones out with me, and if you will scan this QR code, this is our Connect card, and we would love for you to fill this out. If you are a first-time guest, we would especially love if you would fill it out, or maybe you've been here a few times and haven't filled it out yet. We would love that. Um, also, if you are not receiving our weekly emails that we send out, it's called Staying Connected. If you will let us know that on the Connect card, and that way we can get that information to you, add you to um, this, this newsletter list, uh, we would love to do that. You can also find out any information from Facebook or Instagram, all the things. All right, I'll give you guys just a second to finish filling that out. can also mark on there if you are interested in upcoming baptism. We'll talk about that here in a second as well. All right. Well, let's pray this morning. We're going to, um, we, like we said, say every week, most times we give our offering throughout the week online or through the website. We do have um, uh, an actual bucket in the back where you can give today. But we feel here at the crossing that generosity is our norm and that it's something that we just want to make to become a daily part of our lives. And so if you want to do that here at The Crossing, you can. There's a bucket in the back on the back counter. There is also, you can give through the Church Center app. If you haven't downloaded that, go ahead and do that. You can select The Crossing Church. It makes everything super easy. It has a calendar on there. Um, you can sign up for groups. So definitely um, take advantage of that. You can text any amount to 84321, or you can just go straight to the website, thecrossingchurch.tv. But let's pray this morning and thank God um, that we have the ability to be able to give back today. We can give with a cheerful heart. Let's do that. Jesus, we worship you. We thank you that you gave the ultimate gift when you gave your life for us. And so everything that you bless us with is just bonus. And we want to give back to you. We want to give back to you with a grateful heart and thanking you for all that you've done for us. We want to see your kingdom come on this earth. And we do that when we give to others, when we give uh, through a church to be able to see missionaries sent out, to be able to see communities reached. And Lord, we just want to uh, uplift you and thank you uh, for all that you've done in our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, just a couple of quick things. We do have prayer this week on Wednesday evening here at the church. It is such a fantastic time of just, um, we have 
worship and just a time of fellowship. And then we pray over needs. And so that is coming up this Wednesday night and it is going to be at 7 p.m. So we want you to come out, join us for that. Um, it'll be a, a, an exciting time and it's a great time just to really just to dig in and, and seek God and I want you to definitely be a part of that. Um, also coming up at the end of the month, we have water baptism on June 26th. So we are super excited about this. If you have not made um, that decision yet to be baptized, we would love for you to do that on that Sunday. Or maybe um, it's been a long time and you've rededicated your life and you want to make that outward sign, that outward show that you're, that you're changed. And then last but not least, um, Pastor Keith and Miss Tiffany wanted me to let you guys know that tonight for youth, um, you all are going to meet at uh, the Snow Cone Lady. Yay! We love the Snow Cone Lady. She's finally open. And so um, bring a lawn chair and you're going to have a time of devotion and um, just come on out and enjoy uh, the, the kickoff of the summer and enjoy being together. And uh tonight at 6.30, Pastor Keith, is that? Okay. And then if you are available, I know Pastor Keith probably wouldn't say this, but if you are available afterwards to help, and this goes for parents too, um, they will be starting to load their truck this um, evening. Sorry, that like gets me all emotional. So um, if you are available, help them. I know that they would greatly appreciate that. And then also tomorrow too, they'll be making the official move up to Arkansas. So anyway, if you are available to help with that, I know that they would love that. So Sorry, I'm just, now I'm just a, a bag of emotional mess all the time. Y'all have to deal with me all the time, so I apologize for that. So, all right, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night this week. Have a good one.